You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. In all of the letters of the Prophet after opening the letter with the name of Allah, he would mention his name. For instance, the Prophet would say, Min Muhammadin Rasulillah ila fulan. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. From Muhammad, the Messenger of God, to so-and-so king. Or Min Muhammadin Nabi. Sometimes he would say Messenger, sometimes he would say Prophet. Or sometimes he would say, Hada ma katabuhu nabiyu Muhammad lifulan. This is what the Prophet Muhammad has written to so-and-so king. He would make it clear that he's a prophet. Because the prophet wanted to complete the hujjah and the proof on others. On the day of judgment, no one has an excuse. Oh, we didn't know he was a prophet. He never properly introduced himself. How did we know? No excuses. He's making it very clear that he is the messenger of God. Then, after writing his blessed name, the prophet would offer a respectful title to the king. For instance, if he was writing the letter to Qaisar, the emperor of Rome, he would say, Ila Azimi Arum. Azim Arum. And Azim means what? The great. The great emperor of Rome. Or Sahib al Mamlaka. You know, the one who has the following kingdom. Why would the Prophet give them that respect? When, by the way, they were not believers. Assalamu alaikum. What was the philosophy? They had a powerful political position. So if you want them to take you seriously, you have to acknowledge their power. This shows us, my dear brothers and sisters, that we always need to seek effective means when, de when dealing with people. You know, just apply it to your daily life. Let's say there's a family member or there's a community member who's causing trouble, you know, causing problems. And you want to speak to them about it. Now, there is one rough approach that you can take. Go and just you know, lecture them and attack them, it's not going to work. But if they have an important position, that person, even though they're causing trouble, acknowledge their position. Tell them, look, I know you have an important social status, you have a history, you've done this. Mention the good. Mention their source of power. But then let's talk about this. This makes you more effective and more objective in their eyes. So when the Prophet showed respect to these kings, it made it more likely for them to accept his letter. So yes, even though they were non-Muslim, they were you know, on a different path, they were kafirs, but the Prophet at least recognizes their source of power. So the Prophet would put statements like that, Azim al-Rum, the great emperor of Rome. But yeah, some of them were still very arrogant, even though the Prophet wrote his letter in a very nice way, like the king of Persia. Kesra was vicious. He was furious that the Prophet would write his name before the name of Kesra. Because the Prophet would say, this is from Muhammad, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi to, you know, the king of Persia, Kesra. So he was furious. How dare he put his name before my name? You know, so he tore the letter. Inshallah, later we'll examine what Kesra did. We'll examine the details later. Caesar did the opposite. Qaisar Heraclius, who was uh, in charge of Eastern Rome, 
One of his relatives, either his brother or a nephew, he told him, look at this Muhammad. He puts his name before your name. So you should rip the letter apart. He refused and he became furious. And he told his younger brother or nephew, he told him, You're foolish and you're young. You want to tear apart the letter of a man before I read it? Because he, he, when they read the first line from Muhammad to Qaisar, he's like, tear it apart. How did he put his name before your name? And then, look at the beautiful response of Qaisar. If he's really the messenger of God, he should start with himself. So I don't see why you're acting so crazy here. So very balanced response from Caesar. Now what was the main content of those letters? There was no threat of any war or coercion. And there was absolutely no request to ask them to step down. In none of these letters did the Prophet ask any of those kings or emperors, you know what, I'm sending a representative, he's going to rule, step down. Never. The Prophet never asked for a transfer of power to him or to any other Muslims. The main theme was just inviting them to Islam, specifically to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was the message of the Prophet. So he never threatened any of them. You know, I'm sending up another person to replace you. Let's have a transfer of power. This is not mentioned in any of those letters. Now, because the approach of the Prophet was so balanced, it left a huge impact on some of these rulers. I'll mention to you several rulers who became Muslim after reading the letters of the Prophet. The first of them is Najashi, the Nagus, the um, king of Habasha, Ethiopia. He acknowledged that Prophet Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and he said, I swear, the same angel or the spirit who was with Jesus son of Mary, because he was Christian in Najashi, so he believes in Jesus, the same angel that would visit Jesus is the one now who's connected to Muhammad So there are a lot of indications Najashi became Muslim. Number two, the king of Bahrain. His name was Al-Munzir ibn Sawa. He embraced Islam. Number three, Farwa, the governor of Amman. Um, he was appointed um, by Caesar to be the governor of Amman. He also became Muslim. By the way, the Caesar summoned him. After he learned that he became Muslim, he summoned him and he commanded him to reject Islam. I've heard you've become Muslim. He's like, yes, I've become Muslim. Reject Islam. When he refused, he had him killed. Look at the viciousness of some of these rulers. And many other governors in those areas, they became Islam. The king of Egypt, he, the Muqawqis, he did not become a Muslim officially, but he really respected the letter of the Prophet. He said, the Muqawqis, إِنِّي قَدْ نَظَرْتُ فِي أَمْرِ هَذَا النَّبِي I've examined the teachings and the matters of this Prophet. I see that he's not commanding us for something petty. Something is very important he's advocating. He does not prohibit us from something important. If he prohibits us from something, it's bad for us. It's not something that's beneficial for us. 
I did not find him to be a deviant magician like maybe Quraysh would accuse the Prophet. And he is, he is not a liar. I see the instrument of prophethood with him. In any case, he said to the messenger who gave him the letter, I will look into it. So he really showed a lot of respect to the letter of the Prophet